wonderful Lord, wonderful God, you are my shield, my protector. I can lie down, go off to sleep, knowing you're watching over me. Wonderful Lord, wonderful God, help me to trust you forever. I need not fear, cause you are near. I can lie down and sing. Wonderful Lord, wonderful God, you are my shield, my protector. I can lie down, go off to sleep, knowing you're watching over me. Wonderful Lord, wonderful God, help me to trust you forever. I need not fear, cause you are near. I can lie down and sleep in peace. Thank you, children. Thank you for enhancing our worship. And I had the amazing view of seeing your faces. And it not only touched my heart, but I could tell it touched everybody else's as well. And your signing skills are wonderful. Well done. Now we're going to have a prayer of confession. And Hannibal's going to come and read it for us. Loving God, forgive us when we ignore you and don't put you first. Forgive us when we don't ask questions that will help us grow, when we settle for answers that are comfortable and not challenging. Forgive us when we don't trust you with our lives, but allow fear and worries to spoil our faith. Bless us, we pray, with confidence and courage, and the ability to trust you even when we don't know the answers, as we follow in the steps of Jesus. Thank you that when we say sorry and ask for you your forgiveness, you listen and forgive us, giving us a fresh start. Thank you, loving God. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Hannibal. No matter what a mess we make of our lives, or we may make of our lives, God can sort us out and get us back on track. Because we have Jesus as our light, a lighthouse in our troubled sea. And now the lighthouse group, and I'm sure um, some of the children as well, will, will help when we sing this. Thank you.
wrestling Thank you, Lighthouse Group, and help us. Knowing that God loves us and forgives us when we get things wrong is such good news that we want to share that news with others. The Bible tells us that our first command is to love God, but it also gives us a second instruction, a commandment. Listen to what Jesus says about loving others. Thank you, Kath. From Matthew 22. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And we're going to watch a little video now of um, a story that Jesus told to illustrate that that commandment of loving our neighbour. Because they they said, who is our neighbour? We don't know. 
could be anybody, couldn't it? So um, we're going to watch this little video of the Good Samaritan. who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. You see, when Jesus was on earth, he wanted everyone to know what God thought about things. So he took every opportunity to teach people about God's heart. <clears throat> One day, a religious expert stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? <laughs> what does the law say? The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> right. Alright. Do this and you will live. Wait. The man then asked, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. La 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la, Another man who worked in the temple who was called a Levite walked over and looked at him lying there. Uh, huh? But he also passed by on the other side. Then a Samaritan came along. Samaritans were hated by Jews. They were seen as lesser people and Jews would not interact with them. But when the Samaritan saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey and took him to an inn, where he took care of him. One room, please. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, Yes, now go and do the same. Across the world, there are so many people going through hard times, as well as in our own communities. And there's people who are searching for an answer. And the next song we're all going to sing tells us who that answer is. It's called Light of the World. Please feel free to join in the actions. The world is searching for an answer, a ray of hope in a hopeless world. Who can return to
We're now going to hear how some people are loving others by using their talents and what they do. And Hilary's very kindly come to us from the Linus Project. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for having me here. Um, uh, we are the Linus Project. Well, I re- represent the Linus Project, which is a voluntary organisation. Um, we design and create quilts and blankets, some samples of, I've brought along here, um, for children in trauma. So children in hospital, premature babies, right up to 18-year-olds who are homeless. Um, we go to hospices, end of life, um, any kind of surgery, um, refuges for children who have been abused or bullied. Um, and the idea, the tagline for Project Linus is that it's a hug you can keep. So we give them a blanket that they can hug. And we've had so much feedback from parents um, saying that their child was given a blanket in hospital um, when, they were, when they were tiny. Um, and um, they got through whatever it was and they still have the blanket at six years old, which is just lovely. And others who um, lost their child um, but keep the blanket and it reminds them of that child so they can give it a hug. Um, So what we do is we provide workshops and we use your facility here, which is fantastic, um, for uh, creating um, quilts and blankets um, on a voluntary basis. Um, We do it every... Here we do it every third Tuesday... And we're here from 10 till 4, and if you can knit, crochet, or sew, then you're very welcome to come along. Um, uh, So far this year, I work only in this area, in the Lancashire area, um, and so far this year we've given, uh, we've donated 3,000 blankets. Um, It's frightening that there are that many children that need them, um, but... That's, that's how it is. Last year it was 3,898. We were aiming for 4,000 this year. We haven't quite made it. Maybe we'll make it next year. Um, but it is a voluntary organisation, so no money is exchanged. There's no um, profit. It's purely for um, the children. Um, so I just wanted to come along and tell you that. There are some leaflets here if you want to take some information. Um, and I'm Hilary, if you want to contact me. I'm prepared, I am happy to come and talk to people about it if you want to. So thank you very much for having me and for letting us use your facility. We're going to sing again now, and as we've been thinking about God and how he is... Um, so wonderful and he's alongside us all the time um, we've been thinking about how people can be alongside other people we're going to sing now the lord's my shepherd i shall not want
church is the Seroptimus. It's a strange name, isn't it? And I'm sure we're going to uh, hear a little bit about what, where the name comes from, perhaps, or, or we're, we're going to hear a little bit about the Seroptimus Society that meet in our church. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Ruth Armstrong and this is Lynn Yates. We are members of Sir Optimist International of Preston. First, I'd like to thank you for inviting us here today and also as we're made so welcome when we used your building for our meetings and other events. We meet twice a month on the first and the third Wednesdays. People ask what the name Sir Optimist means and what we do. The name is the easier one. It's from two Latin words, Soros, sister, and Optima, best. So it can be translated as the best for women, which is what we hope to do, or the best of sisters. So optimism started in the USA in 1921 and came to Britain a year or two later. The Preston Club was chartered in February 1939. It is an organisation for women, hoping to help all women realise their, their aspirations. Clubs are encouraged to undertake service projects locally, nationally and internationally. Like a lot of organisations, we're finding it's taking time to return to normal. We try to learn more about and hopefully support several charities. This year, we've had speakers from Miles of Smiles and Bernardo's, both of whom work with young carers who have to look after their parents or siblings. Last week, the captain of Preston Salvation Army came and told us about the work they do in Preston and was able to pick up the 30 Christmas gift bags of essentials and treats which we had prepared for the homeless as we've done for the last few years for them. We also have a regular collection of food for their food bank. We collect pennies for pads, toiletries and other gifts for the women's refuge and the safe centre, and in the last year, when South River was expecting Afghan refugee families, we decided we supplied everything we wanted to supply everything they need for a kitchen in one of the houses. And we have supported international initiatives to provide toilets in developing countries. We have learnt about modern slavery and how we can recognise examples and have gone on marches to rise to raise awareness. Some of you may have been aware of our sale of pre loved clothes that we held here a few weeks ago. On a lighter note, we celebrated the Queen's Platinum Jubilee with a tea party and one of our members brought memorabilia of Jubilee's past. We've had a summer outing to the National Memorial Arboretum in Staffordshire and we've had two speakers, one who gave, now means we've learnt a lot more about renewable energy, especially some local initiatives, and also another one who told us about the improvements that are being held and being carried out on the, the Ribble Rivers Trust. This is a summary. I'd now like to ask Lynn to tell you some more about some of our other projects. Yeah. Good morning. Um, I've been a seroptimist for nearly 40 years, and as Ruth has explained, we work both nationally and internationally, and um, we develop projects. And I've been very blessed, and I feel very privileged that for the last 25 years, I've been involved in a project which was set up by Northwest Seroptimists in Swaziland and southern Africa. It's a very, very small country. It's landlocked. And uh, currently there are 70% of the people living below the poverty line. Swaziland has the worst rate of HIV-AIDS in the world. And as a consequence, there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of children who are orphans uh, living with them distant relatives or brothers and sisters and living on the street. And our project started 25 years ago to help provide a meal a day for these children and somewhere safe for them to be during the day. And we started off with a ship's container on a small piece of land. And that was the first time I visited in 2001. I went to visit the project. There are no expenses. We all fund our own expenses and we were feeding 25 children every day 
And um, I'm so proud that we're now able, we've got two purpose-built centres and we feed 220 children every day of the year. And they come to our centre, they start school when they're seven in Swaziland and we give them a preschool education which is recognised by a lot of the schools as being one of the best. And these are the poorest of children. And, and this is all developed from um, the Soroptimists in the northwest. It costs a lot of money to run these centres, but we, we manage it. And I've just returned, I've been out there, um, been back about a week, and it's the first time I've been able to go for three years. And I can honestly say uh, the level of poverty has, has got worse. And I thank the Soroptimists organisation, because if I hadn't have joined... I wouldn't have had the privilege and the blessing to be able to do this work. So um, anybody that would be interested in, in, in um, hearing a talk about the work that's done in Swaziland, all the Soroptimists, um, Ruth and I are here. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Ruth and Lynn. There's just two examples of amazing work that goes on from far and near of people loving one another. Um, We're going to take up the offering now, and uh, Ron's going to play while I'm going to read some words of a hymn uh, as we do this, just to remind us what worship is all about. Thank you. Beyond these walls of worship, in the stress and joy of life, can we offer you our bodies as a living sacrifice? Will we keep you at the centre, far beyond the Sunday call? Will we turn to you, be transformed by you, still declare you God of all? Beyond these walls of worship, in times of work and rest. Will we display your love for all when our faith's put to the test? When the people that surround us deny that you are there, will we display our faith in you, in life, in praise, in prayer? Beyond these walls of worship, may your spirit strengthen us to make the whole of life our worship as we witness to your love. From this hour in your presence, send us out now to proclaim that we'll live our faith as a sacrifice to the glory of your name. Let us pray. Thank you, generous God, for all your gifts. Help us to use them wisely in loving others near and far, as well as loving your creation. Bless the school and all the groups associated with our church, that they may feel your presence, loving always. Amen. Please be seated. And the last loving relationship we have is loving our world. Listen to what the Bible tells us about our responsibility to our world. God spoke. Let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. 
He created them male and female. God bless them. Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of earth. Then God said, I've given you every sort of seed-bearing plant on earth and every kind of fruit-bearing tree, given them to you for food, to all animals and all birds, everything that moves and breathes. I give whatever grows out of the ground for food. And there it was. God looked over everything he had made. It was so good. So very good. Thank you. And now Alexandra is going to lead us in our prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, Creator God, for the richness in your creation, for the enormity of our universe, so vast and beautiful that it takes our breath away. It's hard for our minds to take it in. Thank you for the smallest creature, perfect in detail, so wonderfully made. Thank you for the incredible colours we see in creation and how they brighten our lives. We know that you not only made the world, but you have created us and given us the job of taking care of your creation. Help us to do that well, we pray. Amen. Thank you very much, Alexandra. Now, I have good news to share. And I'd like Wendy to come up and join me, please. Bamber Bridge Methodist Church has been awarded bronze status as an eco-church. And this has been driven by our eco-champion, Wendy. So on behalf of all the church, I'd like you to accept this. Thank you very much. Don't go away. (laughs) And now Wendy's going to tell you very briefly a little bit about what we've been doing as a church, about caring for our world. Well, Mrs. Sherry, God works in mysterious ways because I'm going to talk about that passage as well (laughs) that you did. Um, When I first fell into the position of eco-champion, and I say fell into the position, that is true, um, for this church, I wondered to myself, what have I done this for? The road ahead seems so far away. But now I look back and see how far we've come in gaining the Bronze Award. I also wondered how I was going to sell this idea to everybody and link it up with scripture. So I went right back to Genesis. After each part of creation, we hear the words, and God saw that it was good. Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good. God called the dry ground land, and gathered waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness, and God saw that it was good. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God made the wild animals according to their kinds the livestock according to their kinds, 
and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, God saw all that it was made and God said it was good. It's as simple as that. So what's gone wrong and why are we in such a mess? If God made everything and it was good, humankind has come along over the years and caused damage to that gentle equilibrium of everything working together. We've actually thought what we was doing was for the best. However, the damage done, what we need to try and do now is to work with and in nature, slow down global warming and care and be good stewards of God's creation. But where do we start? And why would EcoChurch make any difference? EcoChurch is a Russia UK project working with Christian Aid, the Church of England, the Methodist Church, Tier Fund, URC and the Benefact Trust. And when you're going to go and start doing Eco Church, there's five categories that you have to work towards. And each category, depending on the answers, gives you um, a level of award. So the first category is worship, and we've re- actually achieved a gold award in worship. Buildings and everything that's in the building, we've achieved silver. The land, we've also achieved silver. Community and global engagement, we've got bronze. And lifestyle, we've got bronze. To gain a higher award of silver, we need to work towards the two areas where we've received bronze. The work carried out so far covers more than one area. So when you're looking at these things, you look at more than one area and choose which one you're going to go down. And we were already doing some things really well. But so far, to gain the bronze award, these are some of the things that we have done as a congregation. We've purchased bird boxes that are out in the garden. We've got bird feeders. Some are in the boot of my car, and I've just been given one this morning to go around the church garden. We've worked with different charities in the community. So we've worked with Let's Grow Preston, who have helped fill planters at the side of the church with veg and herbs, and it's for the community to just go along and help yourself. There's also been a box with plants that will attract birds and butterflies. And they're also natural pollinators. And they've also provided us with plants. Derek Patchell has worked really hard helping um, along that project and is really keen to continue doing that. We've worked with Diggit Preston, which is an ex-military group um, of people who were suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And they've actually made all the planters for us. We've had two toilets twinned. One, the cafe, the wellness and community cafe have purchased. And the other one, Ellen and Kevin Savage have purchased. There's now leaflets in the back area of the cafe, which you can help yourself to. And it provides information on various subjects. We also have an article in the sphere and regular updates on EcoChurch and its initiatives that it's doing. We had a clothes swap, although we do need to learn from some of the things that we're doing. We've had a plant swap, and we're going to be working with the school and sharing in the work that the school are doing on EcoChurch. 
there's a couple of things that I really, really would like some help with. Um, We need to enable us to work for the Silver Award, a group of people who dedicate some prayer time to um, different projects that affect climate change in the world. So we need a group of people for that. Our church needs, or it would be good if our church could organise groups for local people to get out and enjoy God's earth in the local area. Walking groups, cycle rides with refreshments afterwards. Our church to financially support an environmental charity. An area of native wildlife flowers. Using environmentally cleaning products. And simple things like signs above the lights to turn off after each use. All simple things that we can do in order for us to gain silver. As church members, I feel the support in this project does need promoting and the reasons why. We as church need to work on looking after and being good stewards of God's creation. I have come up against some lack of concern and interest and it's particularly interesting that our bronze awards are the ones we can all personally promote and take responsibility for. These children here are the future. We want to leave the earth in a better place and we need to take time to care for it and start with little things. I started where I thought the road ahead was too big. But each little time we've ticked off another box and done work, each little thing has come together in order for us to have the bronze award. It's lovely that we've got the children here with us today and I'm really looking forward to working with them in school. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Um, We are, as a school, really, really excited at having the opportunity to work on a project together. So in school, we have an eco-council. We have a number of pupil leadership opportunities for our children, uh, but one of those is an eco-council. And we ask at the start of each year that the children put themselves forward. Uh, They have to do a little presentation, um, and then the peers will do a a vote. Um, So it's all done very, very democratically. But what we find with our eco-council is that our children are passionate I think most children that you speak to are passionate about making sure that we do the very, very best that we can do to save our planet. And I don't think that that, that is too, um, too dramatic a thing to say because I think when you listen to people out there, it's absolutely vital that we make a change now. So we have got a group of children who are age two. Uh, No, they're not. They're year two and above. That would be ambitious. Uh, Year two and above. We have two children from each year group um, who are going to work on a number of projects. Um, One of the things that we really want to look at is biodiversity, working alongside the church to see how we can make our grounds more biodiverse, what we can do to sort of support insect life, butterfly life, bees and so forth. Um, another project is one that a pupil has come to, has written to me about, um, and it's something that's very simple but can make a big difference. So one of the projects that we're looking to run this year is to become a centre for crisp packet recycling, um, which sounds really sounds something very very small. But when we stood in the hall and watched the number of children who have crisps for their lunch, the number of staff in the staff room who like a packet of crisps. And actually, these on the back of them say they can't be recycled, so they're going into landfill. But actually, we've discovered from a little bit of research they can be recycled. So that's going to be a project that we are also very much looking forward to working on. And again, it's a small thing that can make a big difference. And the work that we do at Curedin Church School as well as with the Eco Council, with our other pupil leaderships through our curriculum, is it's vital that we teach the children that every small thing that we do 
makes a huge difference either to somebody else, to a community elsewhere in this country, globally, or indeed to the planet itself. So we are really looking forward to having the opportunity of, of working together um, to hopefully make a big difference through some small actions. So thank you very much. And now as part of our worship, we're going to just say our prayers for other people. Let's pray. On this anniversary day, when we celebrate all that goes on within this building, we come to pray for other people. As we've been celebrating loving God, loving others and loving our world, we firstly recognise that you, Lord, love us more than we can ever understand and your power is enough for all we pray for. As we seek to love other people, we pray for the countries of our world where there's conflict, thinking especially of Ukraine and all that's affected by the war. We pray for peace. We pray for all facing poverty in this country and throughout the world, not knowing where the next meal will come from, facing hard choices, facing all the consequences of deprivation. We pray for a more just and fair sharing of the goodness you've given. As we seek to love your world, we pray for all affected by climate change, floods, drought, food shortages. We pray for the climate change conference coming up, that countries will keep to their pledges and there will be a willingness for all people to care for your beautiful planet. We pray for those around us who we know that are sick. We pray especially for Jean Ambler, who's not very well today. And anybody else that we know of who's not very well, either in mind or body, struggling in any way. We pray for your comfort and your love. And we pray for on this anniversary day for your church, that your people may shine your light brightly wherever we are called to follow you. We pray that we'll be willing to respond to your calling and open to your Holy Spirit to fill us, equip us and renew us with your strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we pray together the Lord's Prayer, which will be up on the screen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And now we're going to sing our final hymn which is number 409 in Singing the Faith or it's up on the screen. Let us build a house where love can dwell, where all can safely live. All are welcome.
anniversary service. We do hope, I know it's a little bit late, but we do hope that some of you will be able to stay for refreshments. You're more than welcome. A big thank you to our IT technicians, to Alex, to Oliver, and to Arush for helping us this morning. Our final blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look on you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. And we bless one another with the words of the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.